2: are the Twins going to do with this bullpen? Uh, I'm seeing some parallels to 2019. Let's get the views of Roy Smalley and Lavelle Neal III here on Shin Music, our baseball show at Talk North. Uh, highly entertaining, very intense series uh, between the Twins and Cleveland. And during that series, the Twins' bullpen had some problems, at least in the first two games. Uh, do you guys view this as a crisis or just something that needs to be figured out as they muddle through the schedule. Let's start with
0: Lavelle on this one. Um, I think it's near crisis. Um, and we, this is something we were worried about, uh, going into the season, but we did not know at the time that until, you know, spring training that they planned on giving Johan Duran a look as, uh, as a end of uh game guy. And, you know, I ended up being a master stroke cause he, he has emerged as a force, um, at the back end of that bullpen, which was sorely needed, especially when they traded Taylor Watt Rogers to San Diego in a trade that probably should never have happened for a damaged pitcher who re-injured himself. But uh, they still seem a little short. Uh, Jorge Alcala, injury, looms very large because now you're looking at Alcala and Pagan taking turns, maybe setting up for for Duran or, or whatever. And once again, if you don't make the uh, Padres trade, we used to, you would have uh, Rogers instead of Pagan, which I think would have been an uh, upgrade. So, some of this is the, uh, the twins' own doing. Um, I think it's pretty marvelous what they've done with Griffin J- Jacks to get some knowledge out of him. Stay Shack's injured again. Duffy's a shell of his former self. That's got to be a problem. That's problematic. Um, and uh, they tried Trevor McGill, throws hard, and he got injured. So, some things they, some of this has been self inflicted, others things have been you know the decline of duffy and some injuries um it tells me that uh you know once trade season gets here i still think they should be on the hunt for a starter and also a quality reliever for for that the bullpen to help things along i think bacon P- bacon is useful but um it's hard to consistently put him in high leverage situations um and i don't know what to do with duffy um it seems like whenever he throws a quality pitch it's getting hit hard I know he's trying some some different things here, but uh, getting a reliever that's got to be high on the Twins' wish list here uh, before the deadline.
1: Yeah, I I, I think that's right. Um, when you the the two the first two games against uh, Cleveland, uh, reminiscent of the game they gave away to the uh, to the Yankees, and and from a player standpoint, I mean. So here come the Yankees into your ballpark. Here comes Cleveland playing like you know playing great baseball, and uh, you, you, starting pitchers pitch decent enough to win because the offense is great, right? They, they they're playing really good team. They're playing the, the best teams in, in uh, the American League. Uh, uh, two of the best teams in the American League contenders, you know, for, to, for uh, division uh, division title. And they play them not only head to head; they just they beat them up, you know, offensively, and uh, then can't finish off the game. So that 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 gets to where it affects players. And I'm starting to get, you know, just get a sense around the ballpark that they're they're in Lavelle's camp. Um, you know, we from just from a player standpoint, uh, you know, we got we got to have some pitching here, and the, so I think the. Uh, they're going to be on the hunt to use Labelle's uh, phrase, uh, if, by the trade deadline to get, you know, to get to at least one really, I mean, ideally you get a starter and two relievers, right? I mean, that's, that's what, that's probably what they, what they need. The, the problem is that pitching is hard to get. Nobody want, if if you got pitching, you keep it, you know, for the most part. And, and, but, you know, there may be something out there that would, um, you know, that will, uh, that will help. And I, I, I think they got it. They have to be, they have to be looking for it. Alcala's injury is re- really hurt. That, that, that really set them back. I mean, uh, the uh, Taylor Rogers trade, notwithstanding with the emergence of Duran and uh, it had Alcala and McGill, you know, not been, you know, not been hurt. all You know, all of a sudden you, you, you might have something here to to, to finish off the uh, off games. So, unfortunate injuries, uh, but as a result, they got they got to do something.
2: Uh, they do. And I will remind people in 2019 that looked like the ultimate bullpen crisis, and they blew up their entire bullpen in July, and they ended up getting it done, uh, the re- at least in the regular season. So, it's not that it can't be done. It's not like a crisis that can't be solved. It's just that they need – they probably need at least one more good arm to settle things down on the back end. This is Chin Music, part of TalkNorth.com. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thank you to Corona, the official import beer sponsor of the Minnesota Twins, and the presenting sponsor of the Chin Music Show at TalkNorth.com. Thanks also to Perfect Ash. If you'd like to advertise with the show or the network as we continue to grow, you can reach Karen Cleary at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. And uh, let's, let's get to... The easy second guess of the week, or at least I i don't know even if it's the easy second guess. It was the most popular second guess of the week, and that is Pagan comes in on Tuesday. or I'm sorry, I'm getting my days mixed up. Pagan comes in on Wednesday uh, following a bad outing on Tuesday, strikes out the side, then goes back out and gets lit up. Uh, now it's easy after the fact to say how can you send him back out I don't I didn't see anybody saying oh he just struck out the side you better not send him out again but what what did you guys think of Rocco's usage of, I'm sorry I'm choking up here a little bit what did you guys think of Rocco's usage of Begon this week let's start with
1: Roy I I think it's it's easy to say uh, it, that you can't send him back out there uh, but the if you look at it from the manager's standpoint, who's he going to use? Uh, there, you, you're not going to use Duran, he, he had thrown 20 some pitches the night before. You absolutely are not, are, are not going to use, uh, use him. And who else do you have out there to you know to close the ball game? And, and uh, given the players that were, uh, were coming up for Cleveland in the, in the night. And your guy has just uh, struck out, uh, you know, the side and has a great fastball. He's throwing 97, even one, one was 98 or a couple maybe. And so, but he's in, Rocco's in a predicament because who are you going to use? I mean, the only, one, the only people that you feel like can really close out a game are Duran and, and Pagan. Uh, you can use uh, Theobar as he did uh, in the game yesterday, uh, but it, it was – he's got Pagan striking out the side, and that, but he also knows that, you know, Pagan's thrown a lot of pitches two days in a row. What do I do? You know, I mean, you can – so, it, I mean, if he had – Pagan strikes out the side throwing 97 miles an hour and he, and he, uh, and he runs steel bar out there or somebody else and the roof falls in. He's going to get uh, he's going to get second death, uh second guessed to death as well. So I mean I I think it's more of an indication of, of the need for another arm or two in the bullpen than it is you know what that what that decision really meant.
0: You know my problem with that is uh, first of all Jarrell Cotton should not even be on the team. Um, I'm, I I call him Sir Slop a lot because of the propensity for the breaking balls he throws out there, but. Um, uh, I'm mostly going to start calling him the equalizer Because when often when he enters a game uh, The other team is about to start a rally Because uh, it's happened like two or three times here In the last couple of weeks um, The Twins were leading the Yankees And Cotton came in and gave up two home runs And uh, and helped ignite the Yankees rally uh, That was in the third game of that series The one that the Twins should have won They were up 7-3, to three. that's right And Cotton came in and gave up two bombs It was 7-5 to five, And the Yankees got fired up and came back and won um, Cotton came in on Wednesday KO three runs uh, before Pagan got into the game. Um, And as we saw in Thursday's game, when uh, Rocco was nervous about uh, having Duran throw, you know, 30 pitches uh, twice in a three day span, uh, you know, we do have to remember that they had to shut Duran down last year with forearm problems. And there was a worry there that he was going to need like Tommy John surgery, which they avoided. So I'm guessing that's in the back of their minds as well. So, um, you know, yes, pagan has got to get people out there it's unfortunate uh, that um uh he couldn't do it get it done in the second inning of relief but uh, my issue is the fact that Jarrell cotton's even on his roster and he once again came back into the game and fueled a rally for the other team
2: I will say his I mean he's had bad moments his era is 331 last year's era was 352 um you know I I just think he's I just think he's a, a major league middle reliever And those are the guys who are going to have to be used sometimes and occasionally get hit hard. I mean, I'm not, I'm not making a grand defense of them here. I'm just saying that I don't think he's their biggest problem. They just need more good arms at the end. So they don't have to use cotton toward the end of these games. Uh, The, uh, yeah, you brought up the other interesting second guess. I'm sitting there in the press box on Thursday afternoon and uh, he goes out to get Duran. And this is, this is where, you know, whether it's Rocco or any other major league manager, I almost just, feel for the manager in that moment he's going out to take out his best pitcher with a game on the line that he can't really afford to lose or at least feels like he can't afford to lose we're still in June here uh and he knows that everybody in the ballpark's gonna hate him for it and everybody in front of the press box standing up waving their arms screaming at Rocco but you can't get Duran hurt in June you just can't and as much as as much as everybody wants them to win every game and you buy the tickets and you watch the game and you expect you're invested in the game. You
0: expect them to try to win that game. You can't get Duran hurt in June. And it was a calculated move by Rocco because I think Stephen Kwan was on the bench and they had, they had yep. another left-handed hitter on the bench. So Theo par's appearance there thwarted Francona's ability to fire out, um, at least one really talented left-handed hitter and maybe two. So um, you know, he picked a spot to be booed and uh but it worked out.
1: Yeah, I actually said that on the broadcast uh yesterday uh when uh Duran went back out there uh for the ninth. Um, it, you know, it, and uh, I mean, Quan is, you know, is lurking uh getting ready to uh getting ready to hit and so he get uh he gets Rocco had really—I mean—he did a good job of matching up and forcing, uh, forcing Francona to uh, make a move or not make a move, and you uh, had to live with that. Jim, you're absolutely right. You cannot uh, let Duran get get hurt. You can't have him throw 50 pitches in—you in, know—in—in in the. Uh, Two of the three days there in that in that series, and and so as I said on the on the broadcast, uh, Rocco's got the pitch count in mind, Duran's uh, pitch count, and if he sends him back out there for the first out against a right hand hitter, uh, then he forces he gets an out. He forces uh, Francona to bring the left hander uh, Quan in this case, and and now he can go to. Um, to Thielbar. So when he, he uh goes to Thielbar there's a right-hander on uh on deck and Rocco saying okay I'm okay with Thielbar pitching to I think it was Clement uh or no it was Miles Straub, sorry I'm okay I'm okay with um pitching to uh you know whoever the right-handed hitter was I don't remember I but I'm not okay with Duran facing Quan uh, when Duran has thrown too many pitches. So and then so it, it for he got the second out from Theobart and the right hander. Now Quan comes up and um, and Thielbar left left on left pitches pitches great. So I think under this situation, you know, it, given the scenario, I think and you can't overstate. How much a part of that scenario was the number of pitches that uh, that Duran had thrown in the series? I mean, on, in that scenario, I think uh, Rocco played really, really well. He's going to get absolutely eviscerated if if um, if Theobar doesn't do the job. And you know, that's one of those one of those things that your manager's got to do what he thinks is right and 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 live with it. And and it, it, I'm I'm just glad it turned out well for him because I I, I think it was. It was the right decision.
2: Yeah, I agree with you completely. Uh, let's get to more second guessing and second guessing of the second guessing. But first, let's uh, remind you that Corona is the official import beer sponsor of the Minnesota Twins and the presenting sponsor of the Chin Music Show here at TalkNorth.com. Uh, we've added Dave Lee of WCZO fame. Uh, I don't know if it's out yet, but I recorded an episode with Dave Lee. about. He's doing a series called My First Concert as a way to just talk about music, culture, and fun stuff. Uh, I, I chipped in on that. Check that out. Uh, We have Mike Grimm. We have Cheryl Reeve. We have uh, the Pross Brothers now, the Pross Box. We now have four hockey shows on the network. Tons of outdoor content. Uh, Thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. And now, Lavelle, tell us about Perfect
0: Ash. You know, uh, Invergrove Heights is uh, becoming the home of uh, celebrities, and I'm not talking about myself. I mean, there's Kirk Cousins. Yes, you are. There's Justin Jefferson, and there's Patrick O'Brien. You're like, who in the hell is Patrick O'Brien? Well, Patrick O'Brien is the owner of Perfect Ash. Uh, cigars and Pipes. Located in Invergrove Heights, not far from the Invergrove Brewery. Uh, he has over 340 different models of cigars. It's a fantastic lounge. You can sit there with fellow cigar smokers and and have a puff and have a smoke while you're watching uh, sporting events on television. So check out the Perfect Ash. Wholeheartedly recommended, uh, recommended by myself. I was there yesterday. Uh, picked up a Fuente Double Chateau Maduro. It was absolutely delicious. As the perfect ash located in Inver Grove Heights, Minnesota.
2: All right. Uh, let's talk. We could talk about the bullpen all day. I uh, do. I think we've pretty much established they're going to have to, they're probably going to trade for somebody to fix this, unless Alcala and Duffy both uh, suddenly. By the way, Laval, how, how far out is Alcala? Uh,
0: he keeps getting pushed back, man. And, and I don't know if he's going to pitch again this year. Uh, this could be problematic with him. Um, I know he uh, went on an injury list and he had a setback. And I think he's still dealing with that setback. So it doesn't look good for his return right now. And and Roy, what do
2: you think of Tyler Duffy's prospects at this point? Uh, because, you know, he could solve a lot of problems if he started pitching at his best. Do you see that in his near future?
1: The, the thing that troubles me about uh, Duffy is um, the uh, relative to when he uh, when he was actually a force in the bullpen a few years ago. I mean, he was throwing 95, 96. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like the, the ascension of uh, uh, Griffin Jacks, right? He's a starter at 92 miles an hour, occasionally 94. Now he comes in throwing 95, 96, and it makes, it, it makes a difference. Back in the day, uh, Duffy went from a starter with a good curve, you know, 92 mile an hour, try to sink it, uh, fastball, and, and a really a couple of good speeds of curveball, and uh, did not uh, do well as a starter. They put him in the bullpen. Uh, told him to throw the ball hard. Here, here, throw four seamers, not not two seamers. Throw the ball hard, and then use your curveball. And he was really good for a season. And the problem I have is that that velocity is is kind of gone. I mean, he he's not throwing anywhere close to uh, the fastball life uh, that he had when he was he was successful. The other thing. Is he's not he's not pinpoint with the breaking ball like he was. What I liked about him when he first came up was that he had two speeds of, of breaking ball. It was it was a big one and then a bigger slower one. And um, he, he doesn't. It, we're not seeing command of different speed and trajectory of breaking ball either. So I don't know what to say about him. I, mean, I know he's working, They're working on some things, and I mean they worked on things before. Got him throwing harder, and and he was he was effective. So I, I don't know if there's another let's work on this kind of thing that's gonna overcome the fact that he's that he's not he doesn't have the same fastball uh and hasn't and really hasn't for two years now.
0: You know, yeah. The thing is is that he just seems discombobulated there. And I know for a fact that the twins are scratching their heads about when could they ever you u- use this guy. You know, they can't they're nervous about putting him in any sort of leverage situation. Um they they rarely get blown out, so he can't come in and work on some things. Um, he's trying to fix, he's trying to work in more change ups now. Um, that's something he hasn't thrown since uh, 20, 2019. Um, he he has not he did not throw a change up in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one. Now he's back to throwing change ups, just trying to give a different look there. Um, his velocity definitely is down. He was averaging 94 miles an hour with that heater back in 2019 and that's down like a mile and a half now. So, um and the average fastball in Major League Baseball now is at 94. You know, so now he's throwing below average fastballs. He's not locating this curveball and he's trying to trick a couple people with this with this changeup that he's trying to mix in. Um he is searching for answers and it sucks when you are trying to search for answers on a Major League level and uh can't use uh you know game experience to try to work your way through it. So, um I think the twins have no choice. I, I'm, I, I think. I think the way we're talking, uh, we're suggesting that maybe they should cut Duffy loose here. Um, but one, is there a better option available right now? No, I don't think so. Maybe uh, Akala suddenly getting healthy would save the day. Uh, but you know, until they're able to, and, and, and look, look how many players from St. Paul they've tried. They tried Wamanea. They have tried uh, uh, the lefty Miranda. They tried the. Um, the kid from cuba they came all oh, yenia Cornell, they tried Rant. to give him a shot you know and mm-hmm. and those guys have stuff but it, it just it's, it's not working in a major league level so um I, I think they have no choice but to try to ride this out with duffy until um you know they make a trade or all of a sudden someone from st paul um miraculously you know ups their game to where uh, they have no choice but to use him.
2: yeah i i'm not advocating Dumping Guffey. I would like to see them try to fix him. Uh of course, if it doesn't work, then you have to move to other options. But I I certainly don't see any reason not to try to, you know, reclam what's the word? Reclamate. Anyway, uh rehab the guy and get him going. Because the good thing is you know he can do it, and he's pitched in pressure situations, he's pitched in pennant races. Uh he's a good dude. I would love to see them get him back on his feet here. Uh let's I'm getting subliminal messages from Roy Smalley. Let's talk about hitting. Let's talk more about hitting. So let's talk about a little bit of hitting here. Um, (laughs) We we started the season – before the season, I think we were all in agreement that Kirilov could be a real key, you know, a a potential high-impact left-handed bat in the middle of a bunch of right-handed hitters. I think we might be back there where, hey, Kirilov might be a key to this lineup.
1: Let's start with Roy. They definitely need him to be the uh, kind of hitter in the big leagues that uh, he – that he has been his whole life, uh, through uh, every, at every level he's ever, he's ever played it. Very important piece in this, uh, in, in the, in the twins lineup. in in my opinion, um, I w- I'd like to see, uh, Max Kepler, uh, swinging it better. I'd like to see Trevor Larnick swinging it better. Um, from a mechanic standpoint, uh, Kirilov, uh, if he gets back to who he is, he I think he's got uh, I think he's got bet bigger upside more immediately than uh, than Larnick does, and and uh, the only reason I say that is uh, Larnick's going through a streak right now where his swings long, and uh, he's got that kind of swing. He's a big strong guy. Uh, he's a uh, his, his swing tends to be the same. Launch angle, kind of swing. Whereas Kirilov, um, and this is a funny, this is a, a funny, subtle, hard to explain uh, phenomenon with hitters at any level, but in the big leagues, in this case, where you see a lot of hitters, their swing path is their swing path against just about any uh, pitch, wherever it's, wherever it's located, and then you get guys like Kirilov. Who swing to hit the ball? In other words, they their hands work to deliver the big end of the bat uh, on plane with where the with where the pitch is and on time with where the pitch is. And if you can imagine, you know Larnick, you know coming from underneath just a little bit and the and the, the longer swing versus uh, Kirilov, who's a little more a little more directly right at the ball with the and as as hitters talk about. Keeping the big end of the bat in the in, through the zone a long, you know a longer time. Uh, obviously, the best possible uh, example of swinging to hit the, the ball with the big end, no matter where it is and what it is and what trajectory and what speed and all that, is Luis Ariz. I mean, he he swings to hit the ball. Not he doesn't swing hoping that his swing path will will you know be on time and and online on plane with the <clears throat> with the pitch. Um, Kirilov doesn't have that, but he's 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 closer to that kind of uh, mechanics than um, than Larnick is. And I'm still hopeful that that Larnik will be a, a good major league hitter because he's got a lot of talent. There's a lot of strength there. There's a lot of long ball in that, and a lot of uh, a lot of high exit velocity in that in that young man. Uh, but from a from From a my suspicion is from an accomplished now standpoint uh Kirillov now these his wrist is better, he seems to be uh he, he seems to be healthy and getting back toward his original self i I, I think that uh, I, I think he's ahead and uh and they desperately need him to be you know
0: to be what he's always been um yes. It's, it's uh, sitting in the press box this week and watching Kirilov swing. It, he looks like a different player. Um, he's swinging with more murderous intentions. Um, he looks confident. looks like he has a plan there. And uh, he's scoring up balls and, and, and shooting them around the field again. And this is the Kirilov I think the Twins have been waiting for. Um, and, you know, the last time we saw him, uh, he looked unsure of himself. And uh, it, he looked like a guy who was still trying to see how his wrist was going to respond to playing uh, every day and maybe he was unsure of himself and maybe he needed to go to to St. Paul and work through some things to become sure of himself um, because he surely looks like uh, he's a threat to plate right now. And that's uh, a significant development uh, for the, for the twins um, um, as you know, they deal with the daily up and down of, if Byron's gonna play or not and currently have to go without Jorge Polanco, who's been their most durable player. Um, they're gonna they're gonna need some offense to, to uh stem the tide here. And it looks like Kirilov is definitely in position to do that. So um, whatever happened in St. Paul, you know, ended up being for uh ended up being um uh the best thing for him because uh he uh, looks like you can rely on him for some offense now. And and moving forward, that's going to be a a big key here going through the second half as uh, the Twins, you know, uh, uh, nurse buxing through this knee thing and wait for Polanco to return.
2: Two big picture thoughts here to wrap up the show. Uh, First of all, thank you to Perfect Ash. Thank you to Corona. Uh, Thank you to Brandon Morton, our longtime producer. And thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. Check out the website. Check out all the other shows. We do appreciate it. Uh, Number one, very big picture here. Uh, if baseball is a game of second guessing, it's a game of, of complaining. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's like the weather. It's always there and you can always complain about it. Uh, I, and you know, they should have won two out of three against Cleveland. They probably should have won two three out of three against the Yankees. I just, I just am at a point in my life and in my career where I just appreciate a competitive baseball team. I, I appreciate that the games mean this much, even in June, it was a blast to watch three highly competitive games, regardless of outcome, uh, this week. And my other, my other big picture thought here is uh, Luis Arise is becoming one of my favorite twins of all time. Uh, obviously, the hitting, uh, the, the artistry of the hitting, but also the attitude, the joy, uh, the competitiveness. Uh, I, I just love everything about this guy. And uh, Roy, take, take on either or both of those.
1: Well, I will, I'll talk about. I mean, I could talk about uh, Arise all day long. Um, and uh, actually, on, on Sunday, uh, we're going to feature a um, an interview that I did with him on the field talking about hitting. It's, it actually turned out uh, really well. We're going to. It's going to be run on uh, on Valley Sports on, in the pregame show uh, before Sunday's before Sunday's game. But I'm I I am I'm going to talk. I'm just going to. Uh, reinforce what you said. The, the, it does, baseball does not get any more fun than the three games against Cleveland. I mean, that was that was great. I mean, it was heart wrenching uh, uh, for them to lose the first two games that they could have, should have uh, won. Uh, but gosh, what, what that's great! That's Major League Baseball, and I I really got a kick out of that. It was, it was fun to it was fun to be the analyst in the booth for those three games? I'll tell you that.
0: Label, um, I agree with you, Jim. Uh, I see this team definitely uh, competing even. I mean, they, they've played good teams well. Um, they battled against Cleveland in these three games. Um, they battled against the Yankees. They took two out of three against Toronto. Uh, so they haven't looked overmatched against uh, anybody to this point. And, you know, I'm still dreaming of the stretch here when we can have, you know, Buxton, Arias, Polanco, Correa, and now Kirillov, you know, swinging together in the same bat in order, um, that's going to put pressure on an opposing pitching staffs uh, going forward. So um, there's a lot to look forward to here with this squad here, especially as they get into some meaty divisional matchups. Uh, they got uh, you know five games against Cleveland next week, and then they got they have six more against uh, the White Sox coming up. Um, my only concern here is if this Buxton management. Program is actually working because uh, I've had Patel attend to nights before. It sucks, and if if Buxton's doing that right now, you know I'm tend to wonder why don't we just put him on the injured list. And so Dr. Neal uh, has determined that after the Twins play the White Sox on July 8th, he should be placed on the injured list. uh, That takes him ten days into the All Star break, and then through the All Star break, he'll have two weeks off before they resume the schedule on July 23rd against the Tigers and maybe during that those two weeks he could just stay off that knee even if he gets voted into the All-Star game he should not play uh maybe show up for the dinner or whatever they have and uh and just take his ass home and and just focus on resting that knee to see if he can uh be ready out of the gate for the second half to um help the Twins you know uh, forge ahead in this race for the division title
2: well, I mean, I, I'll just say that you know my, I've had a lot of conversations with Twins people about m- how they're managing Bucks and what they're dealing with, what's really going on with his knee, and I mean their their whole the whole plan has been to keep them away from the injured list. Now, <clears throat> I do like your idea, maybe maybe if he's still hurting, and obviously he's hurting, he missed two games against Cleveland, right? Uh, uh, and it's it's flared up on him again. It was it was actually better than expected for about three four weeks there, and. All of a sudden it turned and he showed up on Wednesday and it wasn't as good. Uh, but I mean, the real hope here is to manage it, uh, you know, put out the fire when the fire uh, increases, try to get him where he can play two out of three games in you know, almost every series, take advantage of the times when he feels good. But the idea of resting him around the all-star break does make some sense to me that that would be a, a good use of time. All right. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks to Lavelle. Thanks to Roy. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. One of the things I want to talk about with Roy next week is, is Jefferson Sanchez. Are those two capable of, uh, of becoming, of, of providing a lot of offensive catcher. Is that going to happen this year? Jefferson has been a little bit better lately. Sanchez obviously has the talent, uh, but, and we're going to keep talking about the bullpen. Uh, so thanks for listening to talknorth.com. Thanks to Perfect Dash. Thanks to Corona. We'll talk to you next week.